the affectivity of the body suddenly is triggered, awakened. And it's beautiful. It's like feeling alive. This episode is brought to you by Ample Meal, founded by my friend Connor Young. Ample is a new entrant to the supplement market, but it's not a supplement like a protein shake, which is you know limited in my experience, but it's a complete meal in a bottle, and it's healthy. So just add water, shake it up, add a little bit more water, and then drink it. So if you're on the go, if you're busy professional, if you're a warrior in the field, this is your new MRE. They come in 400 and 600 calorie versions. They have a ketogenic version and also all sorts of things coming online. Ample meal, terrific stuff, and it really tastes good as well. Um, no GMO, uh, no gluten, all very healthy um, ingredients. This is a breakthrough, I think, for uh, food supplementation, and um, I love it. I, it's a go-to for me. I, I drink one a day. All right, so go to amplemeal.com. Connor has generously offered you two bonus meals. These are like 6 or $7 um, value each for any order over $50. So go to amp, amplemeal.com. Unbeatable is your code. Check it out. I love this stuff. It is fantastic, and it's one of a kind. Hoo-yah. Hey, folks. This is Commander Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Thanks so much for your time today. really appreciate your time because I know uh, you don't have a ton of it. Well, you've got as much as I have, but uh, well, how, whether you use it wisely is up to you. So here we are. I'm super stoked to have uh, Wim Hof as my guest today. Now, I've, we were just talking beforehand. I've known about Wim Hof for a number of years, and you know we're, we're all about the breath and integrating the breath with our physical, mental, emotional training here at Seal Fit and Unbeal Mind. Uh, Wim Hof is a breath master and, and a pioneer, and I'm, I'm so excited to kind of really dive in and ask him some questions and kind of figure out what the hell makes this guy tick. Uh, he's an unusual one, and we have, uh, uh, you know, not as unusual to me as it might be to, to most people, because I, I think that, you know, the stuff he's doing is actually going to be mainstream someday. So, Wim Hof, thanks so much for your time. I know you're busy, and it's like nighttime over there or wherever you are. <laughs> you're not on top of mount, a mountain right now in your shorts, though, are you? <laughs> no, not right now, but <laughs> I feel on top of it. You feel I feel on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So do I. Yeah, I got my workout in. I got my breath practice in this morning, and I got my cold shower in. And uh, I haven't eaten anything but a little bit of uh, coffee with butter and, a, and an ample. So I feel like a freaking million bucks, too. <laughs> so let me give the guys uh, and the ladies who are listening a little background, and then you can fill in the details. You're from Harlem, and uh, you got into working with the breath. And I'm, I'm really anxious to learn you know, how you got into that. And when you started to experience the, you know, the positive benefits and some of the unique aspects of the breath, you, you wanted to kind of prove the, the capacity for the human being to take control of his own health. And so you've yes. done a lot of different things to kind of prove that, both, both from an adventure slash, hey, look at this, this is really cool that the human being can do this, such as climbing Kilimanjaro in your shorts and, you know, going from extreme hot to extreme cold with over like 20, I think you got 20 world records or some crazy thing like that. And now you're 26. working, oh, 26, holy, that's awesome. And now you're working with universities to try to help other people understand why this works, why the human being has way more control over their health than they've been led to believe, or we've been led to believe. And you're working on a new book called Way of the Iceman. I can't wait to see that. So, so tell us a little bit more. How did you get into 
all of this? Like, when did you first kind of think, hey, I'm going to I'm going to start doing something different with my breath <laughs> than just breathing? Yeah. You know, actually, it, uh, I was as a young guy was doing uh, uh, all this uh, yoga, karate, kung fu, nice. uh, Sufism. I was into Buddhism, Hinduism, soul search, right. traditions, cultures, philosophies religions, anything I could get my hands upon, I took it off. But the cold, when I was 17, that really made me go deeply aware of my deeper physiology. And there's where the breathing all began. What do you do when you go into the cold? <gasps> yes. What, 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 what triggered that? What was like the first time where you're like, holy shit, you know, I need to get control with the breath? I mean, did you like deliberately put yourself in an ice bath or did you like fall through the ice somewhere? Or what happened? Like, why did that happen? Yeah, I was like in the soul surge or, or from early age on. But uh, at a certain day when I was 17 years old, uh, I saw this thin layer of ice on the water and it just attracted me. Ah. And you know what you do when some, uh, something attracts you, you go to a Right. And then you try, uh, hey, I'm uh, looking around, nobody here. I undress myself, I go in. Huh. I went in, I felt good. I didn't feel, you know, the, our concept of cold, I didn't feel cold. I felt powerful, like at ease. Right. Being in, in the ice water for the first time, I felt at ease. And that... Uh, only only for a minute or so, but that gave me a rush throughout the day. And you know, yeah, when you feel so good, you will come back again and do it again yes. and see if it happens again. And it happened again. Yes, I, I actually have a, I had experience with that uh, when I went through uh, early in my Navy SEAL career when we first went up to Alaska for our cold weather training. We did something similar, you know, but, that, you know, we had a bunch of instructors who were forcing us to do it. I'm not sure we yeah, would have done it on our own, <laughs> but we got into the water, you know, strip. We, we still had our clothes on, but, um, you know, we, st we stayed there for five minutes and just breathed and it felt really, really good. I mean, it was uncomfortable at first, but I, I totally get what you mean. And you know, it, it changed my perspective on cold water as well. It can be uh, a really good, you know, teacher. Yes. It is, and that's the way I consider the cold. It's a natural element which is able, merciless but righteous, mm. to show you the depth of your full potential. Mm -hmm. And uh, as it does, you find out that breathing makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Once you begin to follow the breathing, you are able, within the water, like 25 breaths, it took me, to be uh, to oxygenize the body fully, become fully alkaline, and being able, uh, very controlled, to go under the ice every time I did it for five to seven minutes, and no problem, completely under, in control, and yeah, just hearing this yeah. peace, peace under uh, fully control. It stills your mind. It brings you back in this connection. And it's, yeah, it's a great teacher. It's a great element. It's for free. Anybody can do it. 
you optimize your vascular system, you optimize your mental health, right. your energy levels are going up because the transportation system of yours is being optimized. It's incredible what the vascular system, you know, a big war, commander, that's the vascular, cardiovascular related diseases in the US. Right. That's a big war. That is and a big war. Yeah. Half a million every year are just dying of it. And a whole lot of more millions have a less quality of life because of their poor blood flow, vascular condition. Right. They go, if they would train a little with the cold, like a, a cold shower a day really keeps the doctor away. <laughs> and, and, and we are we have to pass this knowledge. Yeah, I agree. So this podcast could, with a guy like yourself, you are, you know, former SEAL, still the commander, still in command within your body <laughs> and your mind. Right. And that's what you show. And that's what we actually are able to do, all of us. Right. Only we lost this belief. We lost the connection. And, uh, and we are losing it. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to bring it back. And I, you know, and I really appreciate and honor the work that you're doing because it's starting to have an impact. And, and so is ours. The, you know, I, I learned breath, I, as I mentioned earlier, before we started this, through first through my martial arts training, like you, the power of the breath and different breathing exercises to, to induce explosive power, to create yeah. extreme calm, clarity yes. those yeah, things. you know what I, I do this training with you know tsuki from a japanese yes. the tsuki oh yeah they attack that one you know yes but and i i take 13 kilos here 13 kilos here like 26 pounds 26 pounds i go like this uh-huh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i can do you know at the beginning and i get mma fighters here the best of them they train here oh cool and i see them uh, they have a hard time doing a hundred times. Right. And then I use my breath and I do it 400 times. Right. That's the breath. Well, the breath the, is able uh, to alkalize the body while you are performing. Yes. It's it, like a, a drill can be uh, without air, without pneuma- being pneumatic, is a lot less strong than a pneumatic drill. So if we use the breath, we become so much stronger. Right. You're, well, there also is an intense, you know, concentration effect with the breath. And so it, it stabilizes the mind on that single point focus. So you can do 400 without getting distracted or, or fatigued or whatnot. So it's a, it's a really, you know, there's a, like a twofer right there, right? So not only does it have the physiological impact that you're talking about, but it has a deep concentrating effect on the mind. So you can stay focused yes. on that task. Let me, because you've mentioned this word alkaline a couple times. So what you're suggesting is that in a, in a normal, let's say a common person, that the body is in an acidic state and, and that the breath has something to do with that? Like, talk, talk to me about that a little bit. Yes. Uh, Mark, it is, you know, you can prove it to yourself. If you do these breathing techniques, I'm showing all the time, you can take these strips. They are from, go from as a pH strips. Right. Uh, from being acidic to alkaline, uh, uh, like yellow to green, then to blue. Blue is alkaline, yellow is acidic. Right. So in the morning, you can uh, pee on it or use your saliva, and it's trustworthy because I just finished this study, uh, a new study, big study with the university. They all peaked 
within 20 minutes going to 7.8 and then going back to 7.3, 7.4, which is the absolute optimized uh, chemical uh, level of alkalinity in your blood. <laughs> they, show, uh, they saw that. But you can measure, everybody can measure this. Okay. Just do the breathing exercises in the morning and you say, take, a, uh, 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 take a pH strip before and you see, hey, yeah. this is acidic. Okay. Then you do 20 minutes of this breathing, 20, 25 minutes, like four cycles. And you are like retention after exhalation right. for, say, guys like us, we can do, you know, easily two, three minutes, four minutes right. without air in the lungs. Right. That means that you are oxygenizing the body, uh, going into the tissue and make the acidity over there, which is a result of our stressful lives, right. uh, like all the people in the West. They have a slight acidity in the tissue. And now we have found a way to tap into this tissue. These breathing techniques, they do it. Together with the right mindset, they go past the firewalls into the lymphatic system and they bring the lymph, the tissue, into this alkaline state. And they say, uh, uh, the, uh, these professors uh, who are dealing with their microbiology and the ca chemistry, they tell me... Uh, yeah, this is probably the cause, uh, taking away the cause for uh, autoimmune disease, right. diseases, mm. all of them. Mm. So, and we found this now. So anybody can see if you become alkaline with, to, within 25 minutes because of these breathing techniques and, and, and just use your mind, don't be somewhere else, be in the breathing because it's neurology. The mind is neurology. I, just, I will explain on that uh, uh, just in a moment because I just have proven in university studies in uh, Michigan under a brain scan what is happening. Yeah. That's amazing what is happening. The thing is alkalinity from being acidic to alkalinity within 20, 25 minutes. And it's not only that you become alkaline at that moment. No, it stays all day long. Right. And that's amazing. That is amazing. So, so hang on. Um, I can see how acidity will lead to, you know, long-term, you know, inflammation and ill health and, and degraded performance. But how does uh, it affect performance? Like in, in, let's say you hop in that ice bath, like you said, or, the, or, or you go under the ice for seven minutes. How does being alkaline help you in that moment versus being acidic? What's, what's the, you know, the near-term effect? Uh, going into the cold. Yeah. It, it, Alkalinity is the chemical environment for the uh, performance neurotransmitters, okay. like acetylcholine, you know, just a performance neurotransmitter in muscle tissue. Mm -hmm. When it is, uh, the muscle tissue is alkaline, then the neurotransmitters to perform, they move, they keep on moving because there is no hindrance when it becomes sore. So they're shut down when you're acidic, and so the performance... Yes. Neurotransmitters don't get transmitted. Interesting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. That's it. That makes sense. You know, I I don't want to get uh, uh, this question. Probably can we can come back at later. But the the connection between diet, you know, nutrition, thinking, how you think, and then how you move and train. So when I when I say movement, I mean moving energy. That means moving your body, moving the breath, 
right? Moving even high, moving fluids through your body. The connection between those three is just very intimate, like far more intimate than I think than Western medicine has ever been able to really see. And so when you start to combine, like I know that one of the things that we talk about is caloric reduction, not caloric restriction, but caloric reduction. Because I, you know, I, I eat about maybe a third less than my peers. And it's just my, the way my natural body is, you know, I just don't feel the hunger and I eat, you know, fewer meals or more, more small meals. I don't like to sit down for big meals because the digestion gets all, you know, cantankerous. And so that eating less, eating higher quality of less food, moving the food through you by, by taking it in in smaller bites and more frequently. And then same thing with fluid, drinking fresh water throughout the day. So your body becomes like a flowing river of nutrients, you know? And then yeah, that logical. Yeah, that makes logical. Makes and then moving the breath, you know, having breathing exercises multiple times per day, moving the breath, then that starts to move the energy. And so you get the elimination and the detoxification. And then your mind starts to get really clear. And I, my sense is the opposite happens if you get food, you know, kind of coagulating in your system and you're not hydrating properly and you're not moving the breath, then all of a sudden all your thoughts become inflamed, <laughs> you know, just like your, your body yes. becomes inflamed. Isn't that interesting? So your psychology and your biology are intimately linked. Yes. And they say, uh, if you eat less yeah, and it's logical, then you become like the hunter. Yes. Uh, uh, animals only go to hunt when they feel hungry. And you know what happens with the animal? It becomes much more alert. Right. And it feels itself this, like prowling, like a prowling leopard. Right. You feel all these senses. Right. So if you, if you go to that feeling inside, because we are mammals. Right. If you go and uh, eat restricted, uh, not, not thinking about it, no, go to the feeling that you feel more alive. You can feel it through your eyes. Right. And the ketogenics begin to, they get into the chemistry of the brain. You think more alert. You are overall more alive. And uh, the effectivity of the body suddenly is triggered, awakens. And it's beautiful. It's like feeling alive. So I'm really a fan of eating once a day. Once a day. That's a, yeah, that's what I do. Another thing is... What, what time, uh, by the way? Do you have a particular time do you feel it's optimal? Yeah, after 6 o'clock. Uh, 6 p.m., okay. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I, I, I already passed it uh, three quarters of an hour without here, <laughs> my time. And it's all all right because I feel great. Right. I feel good. Uh, another thing is aerobic dissimulation. If you're, uh, and as you said, uh, water... And together with conscious breathing, mm -hmm. as you said, it brings about uh, aerobic dissimulation in the cell. Mm. Uh, conscious breathing brings in more oxygen into the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. It's called aerobic dissimulation. Right. And the mitochondria, uh, the thing is, uh, food equals energy. Right. It goes through the process of the mitochondria and that makes ATP, molecules, which is energy. Right. But good breathing also creates more ATP through aerobic dissimulation and then becomes energy. Right. So deep breathing makes you able to make energy. Thus, less food you need. And when you eat less, 
you become more alert. Ketogenics, uh, they begin to awaken within our brain. We not only think better, we are more alive. The body goes into an effectivity mode. And then the magic of life happens. Yeah. We should eat less. Yeah, Not uh, and when we eat, we eat with all the pl- pleasure of the world right. because all the enzymes work. Everything works. It's it's a feast. Yeah. So when you, I love let's to talk eat. about in your, in your <laughs> I love to eat. Yeah, you should love yeah, to eat. Yeah, I agree, it's, it, and have no guilt over it, and no, you know, can I eat this or can I eat that? When you eat less and you train hard, then you can enjoy whatever. But generally speaking, you also because you feel so darn good. You know, what I find is you don't have any interest in eating crap. You know what I mean? So you eat really healthy yes. whole foods and a lot of fat. Do you, do you eat a lot of fat or what's your meal look like? Uh, really, uh, it's, uh, most of it is vegetarian, but actually uh, it doesn't matter. You know, a, a mammal outside in, a, in nature is it's just it's an opportunist. Yes, it's true. So uh, it is as you just mentioned now. Uh, it, it doesn't really ma- matter what you eat. Uh, you don't need to think about uh, restrict on this, restrict on that. Oh no, this not uh, blah, 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 blah. Go away. Just have an appetite, and like the bear, you know what is good and what is no good. Right. The appetite is a very strong chemistry. It knows how to deal to convert food into uh, a, into energy. A- a- another thing is. My uh, opinion on food: food should be food. Yes. Not yeah, too much processed. Yes, I agree. Because then your body uh, needs to uh, process all the chemistry, which uh, we are not built to work on that. Right. For that, it takes a lot of energy, and it does strange things with, with our chemistry, yeah. our chemi- chemical metabolomics. So. Uh, yeah, if food is a food, then you don't need to think about what you are going to eat. Maybe you can consider, I don't want to eat so much uh, meat because I'm a living animal. I can understand that. Right. But in the sense of chemistry, it doesn't really matter what you eat, but don't eat too much because then the body is not in this uh, effective mode. And then the, the enzymes and all the chemistry is not able to take it on the right way right. and to convert it. Yeah. No, then there's a lot of waste. There is a lot of processing. And, and we live in a society in which our mind is completely engaged. Thus, the uh, sympathetic nervous system is on. Mm-hmm. And what do you need when you eat food all day? You need to part a sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. You know, the peace, it needs to digest. Like any cow teaches us, mm-hmm. it's going to sit down mm-hmm. and digest and then go. Like a Buddha, it's just digesting its food. And what do we do? Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's a kind of creating conflict in your body. So, yeah, man. Is there some secrets going on in the, in the life? Yeah. Just eat, take your time for your food. Because your body is built to take it on and to give you great energy. Yeah. But let it convert it into the energy. It is working for you. It's like we are uh, punishing 
there are those who work for us. Yeah. And that, yeah, of course, the body's going to protest. Let me, let me see if I can summarize for the listeners. So you're saying, you know, eat less. The way you do that is by eating once a day after 6 p.m. I'd be interested to know why that time frame, but maybe it's just your instincts or your body. Also, eat, you know, real food. Which is what your body instinctually wants to eat, which I heard you say. So, you, so you're going to naturally, when you're healthy and your mind is not engaged in the craving of sugar and cake and whatnot, your body's naturally going to want to eat the healthy whole foods. So eat that and uh, just eat less than you know what society tells you to eat, which you're going to do if you're only eating one meal. And that allows us to slow down and digest the meal or you know, after the meal, we're going to want to rest and digest, trigger that parasympathetic nervous system. And everything comes back into balance and you just extract the nutrients. And, and the breathing. And the breathing, yeah. During the day. Is there any breathing practice you have around your meal, like before and after? Or do you just sit down and eat? Sit down and eat and enjoy it very much. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I did my training, man. You've already done and the training. I, yeah. I, I do. The push-up uh, exercise is great, huh? Did, yeah. did you do the push-up exercise without breathing? I do that. Yeah, we got, you know, we borrow that from Sistema. So we do breath retention push-ups and single breath squats, two squats, three squats. We call them breath ladders. Yeah, I think a lot of these things have kind of like percolated over here and uh, we forget where they came from. You know, Tibetan, the Tibetan Tumos, the Tibetan monks, you know, used to do a lot of the breathing to stay warm. And I've, I've referenced that a few times. I've never been to Tibet, but that would be really cool to go see him. It's really, but like you said earlier, it's universal knowledge. You know, I've done, yes. oh, I've done over 2,000 hours of yoga teacher training. Actually, no, not 2,000. I've done about 700 hours of teacher training, but I've been teaching for you know, two to 3,000 hours, and that's about 10 years. I don't teach much anymore, but just, you know, you just kind of, kind of become a little Borg for information, and, and we here as, as a SEAL, we take what works and we discard what, what doesn't. And we take the, we strip all the cultural nuance out of it so that we, you know, for, for me, I can, I want to be able to teach something without having to have someone think it's yoga or think it's, you know, tied to Buddhism or something like that. You know what I mean? These are universal practices. This is universal knowledge. And like you said, it's utterly necessary for optimal health, uh, both for the individuals and for our collective, you know, species. <laughs> I think. Yes. Right, yes, let, let, I absolutely, and that's why I bring it to the universities. Yeah, to non-speculatively show the shortcut into our brain yeah. and our body the the way nature meant it to be. Yeah, totally. That's it. That. It's and interesting. You know, as like, a seal, as special forces, if you are dropped somewhere, it's not about yoga or sitting there or something. No, to just. Learn to trust to be the best of yourself. Right. And I've tested that, you know, on the rocks, climbing without gear. Right. Or swimming under the ice, or a breath hold, or being in the elements in, this, in extreme cold or heat. And then you are not thinking, you are dealing right. with the best of your body, the brain-body connection. It needs to be there. And I just cut a crap, be there. And do it. And then now we, uh, I bring it to the universities, laboratory settings, yeah. and, uh, and it shows that suddenly we are able to tackle that what kills us. Yeah. And that's a wrong, uh, no control over the immune system. That what kills us in our mood, the endocrine system, the hormonal system. We can't control it now. 
We can control our health, happiness, and strength, and bring it back for everybody. Yeah. And I, I think that that war, we have won, and yeah. we're gonna bring it to the people. We're I gonna agree. bring peace to the people, deep peace. Deep. Right on. Right on. Who you are? No, I love that. And what I so. So back in the 60s, a bunch of uh, yogis came over, Swami Rama being a, a famous one of them, who um, did a lot of these things. And, and they, they had researchers, you know, kind of look at him like he was able to manifest tumors on his arm and make them go away. This is all mind over matter, mind over body kind of stuff. And he also demonstrated control over the limbic system by being able to deeply, you know, slow down his heart rate. And they buried him alive. Crazy stuff. But the problem is, you know, he was considered like a circus act, you know, and like a one off. And he didn't, you know, or maybe the conditions weren't right back in the 60s to have a university come in and actually validate this and say, you know what, this is actually the human condition. This isn't this. This is one nutcase, you know, who exactly. like this. So that's really powerful. I think it's extremely valuable because as, as you know, the Western world doesn't believe anything unless there's a scientific study validating it. You know, I could go, I could say I've trained 100,000 people and they've had transformative breakthroughs and, and the Western world is going to say, so what? Prove it. Unless I've got a scientific study to prove it, that, you know, I'm making these people healthier or they're making themselves healthier with these principles and able to think better and to have breakthroughs and transformation. We got to have the studies, you know, so I really applaud you for doing that. I think that's killer. That's really important. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be able to tap into those. So when we get together, you got to yes. show me those so I can, I can share those with my people, you know, with our, our, my people, with, with our tribe. I only publicly support companies and products that I personally use and have found valuable. So I wanted to tell you about Qualia. Now, I'm not a supplement geek. I don't find them useful if I'm fueling properly. But when it comes to my cognitive strength and brain health, I am excited about the emerging industry of nootropic supplements. I've been testing Qualia, designed by my friends at the Neurohacker Collective, for several months now, and it's on the bleeding edge of nootropic research and has become the one supplement that I won't go without on a daily basis. Qualia stimulates what's called broad-spectrum cognitive enhancement, which involves optimizing multiple cognitive variables simultaneously rather than focusing on a single variable. For example, it brings me greater ability to focus and makes me feel more connected while not diminishing my overall awareness of the environment. I experience a systematic enhancement of my brain's ability to take in and process information without any stimulating effect, which would make me feel agitated like caffeine, or depleted after the effect wears off. Now, for a busy entrepreneur and athlete like me, it's a no-brainer to invest in my brain health with Qualia. You can get on the Qualia bandwagon with me by visiting neurohacker.com, that's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com, and use the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R, that's UNBEATABLEMIND15R, to get 15% off the life of your order. Trust me on this one, you won't be disappointed with Qualia. Tell me, uh, let's get into some practical stuff. Like, um, what what does your core method look like? Can you share that with our listeners? So that, you know, I don't recommend people try it without, you know, actually having someone train you in it, but what's your core method? The breathing. Yeah. It's changing the chemistry into alkaline. Anybody can do it in the morning. If you do that, you know, like four rounds. And we got the basics for free on the website. Then uh, you will become alkaline. That's very important. 
so, to uh, get to the right chemistry in your body. So are you saying that people, to, to actually learn the method, they should go to your website? Uh, yes, and it's for free, you know. Okay. Uh, you get all the knowledge behind, but keep it simple. If uh, the, the natural optimized chemistry in the body is being alkaline. Right. 7.3, 7.4. Anybody can do this within 20, 25 minutes. Right. Then for uh, hours, you will stay that way. And that is the best way to perform in the day. Right. If you want to make best use of your body, of your body's chemistry to perform, become alkaline. Number one, through the breath. Then number two, the cold. Gradual cold exposure is bringing the cardiovascular system to its optimized uh, condition, the way nature meant it to be. Mm -hmm. The transportation system of your nutrients, vitamins, uh, oxygen, and uh, minerals, it should be there the right way. Right. Otherwise, what, what happens is that our uh, heart be, uh, our heart is pumping more to compensate for the lesser condition of the vascular primitive muscles and reflexes. Mm. Uh, it's not helping. They are not, uh, you know what happens with that. If you don't train muscles, they become weak. Right. So we got primitive muscles in our vascular system. And that, and that vascular system is about 80,000 miles in each and every one of us. Holy shit. So if they are not optimized, right. then, the, uh, then, then uh, the blood flow, it still needs to go through. The heart is going to pump more. Mm-hmm. So how, how, does, how does cold exercise those vascular muscles? It stimulates the vascular contraction and dilatation or the little muscles, uh -huh. the primitive muscles and reflexes directly. Mm. And I always say gradual cold exposure. Don't go into the ice cold at once because your vascular system is fatigued. It will shut down, yeah. You, you cannot go like 30 kilos or, you know, 60 pounds at once, first you take 10 pounds, mm -hmm. and then 15, 20, 25, 30, because the muscle is there. So how, how do you recommend people do that? Through uh, just turning the shower cold, you know? Yes, the, okay. uh, uh, the cold uh, after, in the first week, take 30 seconds cold after a warm shower. Mm-hmm. And then you feel by yourself that you are able uh, to do more. And that, uh, that, that 30 seconds of cold, you cannot only bear it a whole lot better at the end of the week. It's your vascular condition going up. You feel a lot more energy, more energized. Uh, you f just feel overall better. Right. So you, uh, you get this natural, gradual vascular condition improvements right. okay and, and that makes sense and then you take it for one minute the second week and then you know what uh, happens then is that the brain body connection suddenly begins to appear and uh, what happens is that when you think you go into the cold shower just to begin with the cold shower for 30 seconds say something like that then what happens from the brain, the hypothalamus, it instructs the vascular system to close around the core body. 
Right. And that's uh, the, the core body temperature remains the right uh, temperature to function. You know, warm blood, mm. it, 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 not hypothermic. It is not cold it's, it, 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 because it closes. And that's what you do with your mind. Mm -hmm. There begins the interesting road of the mind over the matter. So uh, anybody can do this. So after two weeks, I say to you people, now try not to end cold for one minute in a week, week two. Now try 30 seconds to begin with the cold and you program your vascular condition, vascular con uh, uh, vasoconstriction around the core body and you will see you are able to go into the cold and have a great time. Yes. Why? But suddenly you connect with your body and that makes you feel good. And the cold is only improving your in, inner power, your inner connection. Mm -hmm. And that feels good. Suddenly you are more in control all over the day because you learn to consciously connect with your own body. Right. And that, that's amazing. So from there, people begin not only to feel better and more energy, they begin to understand uh, what it is. And then they are able to go in more colder, etc. You know, uh, like running every time, it's like uh, a muscle training. Right. Vascular uh, condition training is also muscle training. Right. Primitive muscles, primitive uh, reflexes of the 80,000 miles everybody has. <laughs> that means about all the body. Right. And that's amazing. Uh, when, when that happens, uh, Mark, and this is the gravity of it all, if we bring this knowledge, this little bit of breathing, you know, alkalinity, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the, the belief that it is right, it's based on science. And then uh, 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 the, uh, the vascular training, like cold showers, uh, a cold shower a day takes the doctor away. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the biggest killer in the U.S., in the West, here in the Netherlands as well, as in Germany, as in England. As in, mm -hmm. And we live in the West. We have a mindset for living in the West to deal with stress. It all works on our vascular system. We always got it warmed up, warm, warm, warm. Nothing is strained. It is not able to deal with the adrenaline coming in. We get so much stress, and, uh, and it's not running right. Mm -hmm. So we can tackle this bigger, the biggest war uh, of ours is the war of the bacteria, the virus, and the bacillus. That's the biggest terrorist, and we can take it down. Mm -hmm. We have to bring this knowledge to the people that it is so simple and accessible. And there you get the mind change with, because people have got this mindset, I take a pill, I take medicine, and that's it. Now instantly it, it's got to do it. Sorry, my French, it fucks us up. Yeah, we've got a cultural, cultural mindset of weakness because we've outsourced our health. And so yes. what you're saying is, and I 100% agree, is we got to, we got to get ourselves mentally strong. We got to commit to taking control back of our health. And these practices that you're talking about, cold, you know, the, I'll call it cold therapy or cold exposure, uh, breath and caloric, you know, reduction, all will take yes. get you back in control of your immune system. So, you know, all those viruses and bacteria and shit won't, you know, your body will be able to fight them off like it's meant to. Yes, yeah. sir. And you'll be in optimal health. You'll feel good about yourself. 
You're back in control. You don't need, you know, the healthcare system. You don't need the government to take care of you. Boom. <laughs> That's right a nice on, man. That's it. That's it. That's a war one. That's the world. Yeah, that's the war one. I agree with that. I've got so we've been going for about 45 minutes almost. And, and so I want to be sensitive to your time. But I had some questions from our social media. I'd love to ask them and, and uh, see where they go. And then we'll kind of wrap things up. But this is from, uh, I'll probably brutalize these names, but Varangian Enli. Anyways, he goes, uh, or this person's asking, I'm not sure if it's male or female. What's been your most profound epiphany? through your uh, endeavors uh, that we've been speaking of here, your, your most profound epiphany, like enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, the wow factor. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we are doing right now, you know what we do, uh, namely, is uh, it's going beyond my person. Mm-hmm. If people, just because of this knowledge, and I see many, I got a community of 45,000 active members. Nice. And, and, and they are doing this, and I see people with the, the strangest diseases, severe diseases, terrible diseases. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like uh, severe de- depression, arthritis, Crohn's disease, even leukemia, and, uh, and, and they heal. Yes. And they heal all, and, and they come like on daily basis. It's a miracle that simplicity, the way we are talking about, really makes them able to fend off whatever it has been causing, caused by back cells, viruses, and or bacteria, and this, this stressed daily life of ours, wherein we lost the belief and the connection with ourselves to become happy, strong, and healthy. Yeah. So nice. that's the greatest epiphany. And I, I have to say, climbing a mountain is just fucking beautiful. I, I I go up and I can, I see I can climb in, in, in I'm in shorts and I'm in uh, temperatures way down uh, in freezing uh, points and I see all that beauty so much more intense. Mm, it, it's amazing, that. and also to see uh, that that you are able physically, if you physically feel strong and you do these things we said you know like with the breathing alkalinity. And the coal, the transportation system of the oxygen, the nutrients and all. Then suddenly, if you do like push-ups for two minutes without air in the lungs, it's amazing. I see all my life at once. I understand the purpose. I understand why I love life so much and why I love to breathe. Yeah. So epiphanies, yeah, we should go every day for that. Because life, spirituality is every day and every day the miracle is there to be embraced miracles right here right now i agree with that's awesome i love that thank you for sharing and so appa mata asked and this kind of like this is i was going to ask you this earlier but i forgot i'm glad i'm glad you did but as far as breathing methods what's your take on buteco buteco was before his time and he got ostracized and thrown in, I think he even got thrown in jail, maybe not, but he got ostracized in Russia because he was making claims that his method was healing people like that. So what's your take on the Buteco method? Is it similar? I mean, I know it's not It's not exactly the same method, but it's something similar happening. Ah, that, that's a, what's that's in the name? What's in the name? We right. don't bite each other. We yeah. actually complement each other. Right. And people are uh, sometimes confused. Oh, yeah, this looks like... A, Controlled hyperventilation. 
uh, 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 slow down. Hyperventilation, uh, to begin with, is completely different. So, uh, 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 but in my, my method has been proven through science and scientific uh, scrutiny and, and research, and it really works on inflammation, on pain, on depression. Right. Okay, well, we put it aside, Buteco, he, he goes not, uh, uh, he, he doesn't talk about oxygenation, he talks about the CO2. Right. Uh, the CO2 is the trigger to effectify our breathing, our oxygenation in the body. Right. The right amount of oxygen to ha have the right molecular and uh, chemical processes in the cell are being awakened, triggered by uh, long out breaths. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, actually what we do in our breathing uh, session, the uh, technique number one is the retentions, uh, build up oxygen, mm -hmm. uh, blow off CO2, mm -hmm. bring oxygen into the tissue, making it alkaline, making you able not to, uh, 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 no need for breathing for a long time, is also very much taking away the oxygen in, on deep levels in the, in, in the body, and suddenly the effectivity of the brainstem, it goes to work, brings in and peaks with adrenaline and makes the body uh, uh, the utmost uh, to uh, uh, be effective in survival. Right. So we do this all very controlled. So his method is about effectifying uh, by CO2, uh, enhancing slow out breaths, mm -hmm. uh, the effectivity of molecular uh, level, and also in the brain, in the brainstem. He hadn't. Uh, he had not those things like uh, you know these devices, scientific devices. But now I can tell you, he was there too. Right. So we are there too, and uh, with this, these breathing techniques I do, we actually go faster into the system. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like your method is a little bit more of a rocket ship into that, uh, that CO2 balance, the alkalinity, whereas Buteco, I think it took you know, several months of that nice, slow, controlled breathing yes. to, to neutralize or normalize the CO2. Interesting. Yes, sir. Okay. So I get that. That was a great question, uh, Appa Mata. And uh, so a couple more here. Will from Facebook, what's your internal dialogue when you're doing some of the challenges that you do? For instance, you know, the, the Kilimanjaro or what, what's going on in, in your head? I know you, you said earlier you're, you're really present and just focus on the breathing, but do you have a mantra or an internal dialogue? Yeah, the breathing. The breathing. I follow the breathing. Okay. Mostly when I do my uh, challenges, I follow the breathing. Right. Uh, why? Because if you follow the breathing, then uh, the only thing I mind is the chemistry. Right. I make sure my body is alkaline. That's number one. And I make sure that, uh, <clears throat> let me explain this. Uh, that, uh, just two months ago, I was in Michigan. They had me uh, uh, dressed in a, in a suit uh, with tubes. And those tubes were connected to a basin, and they filled it up with water together with ice cubes to bring down the temperature. Then that water, while it was being in the brain scan, uh, that water was being uh, like pushed into the suit, into all these tubes to get my 
skin temperature down. And the only thing I could do is think. To, uh, to uh, think and make the difference of the skin temperature while being exposed to ice water, not to go down mm. or to go down. You know, not being able to do something or to be able to do something. And they saw in the brain that I was just controlling the sympathetic nervous system to get in the brain, the insula, together with the adrenaline, which is the hormones, to uh, be effective against the danger coming in, which is the cold, mm -hmm. but also the parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. the peace, the control, the feeling good. And then they saw these hormones, uh, endogenous opiates, uh, endorphins, serotonins, all present, dopamines, mm -hmm. and they were present uh, while ice water was on them. And then the skin temperature did not go down only because I was thinking about it. I had programmed my body, my, uh, to my mind. mind yeah. Yes, sir. And the skin temperature did not go down anymore. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. So what do I do when I do a racket? I want to do whatever I programmed my body to, to do, to execute the climb of the mountain and to do it successfully, or to swim under the ice for, say, 50, 60, 70, 80 meters, you know, yards, uh, uh, breath hold, mm. or uh, hang by one finger in the air in, in midwinter in uh, freezing temperatures at uh, a mile in the air between balloons, climbing or uh, running a marathon <laughs> or whatever crazy stuff you That's know awesome. we can do crazy stuff yeah but we have to believe we have to believe we, we are have able to yeah. and we have to connect our beliefs with the right chemistry inside of our body yeah and i tested it first into nature and i felt i could do it all mm -hmm. and then i brought it to a laboratory setting and now it's becoming mainstream where I'm able to pass it on to, say, groups of people in just a couple of days. Yeah, that's cool. And that's amazing because we got these big problems, disease, uh, depression, anxiety. I tell you, we can, we, we can tackle them. We can, I, I, that's what we do together. You reminded me of a couple stories uh, that I'll keep them really short from the you know warrior tradition because warriors have have known this for years. But one is story about the Apache scouts and you know they would they would trek you know the entire continent of the United States all the way from the Arctic Circle down you know tracking herds and food and whatever. And the stories of of the Apache scout named Grandfather. This comes from Tom Brown. You know trekking through the wilderness up in the Arctic just in his loincloth essentially basically just like you would in this modern amazing day. but he's he's sweating because he's using amazing. you know he's using a breathing and, and mental control techniques and the other is a more modern my, my friend Stu Smith was on TV a while ago he's a Navy SEAL and they they did a test where they submerged him in an ice bath for like five minutes and then then he then he basically got out and then ran a combat conditioning course and and did a uh, a marksman shoot and he did like effort effortlessly perfect shots because he you know and the other people who did it were just soup sandwich they couldn't even move after the ice bath but he, he was in there doing doing his Navy SEAL techniques 
And it yes. was, it was very cool. So I love what you're doing. One more question and then we'll move on uh, for vets because, you know, it's a big passion of mine to, to work with vets, especially those who are really, really suffering from depression and PTSD and are, are kind of hooked, hooked into the system. I'm into that. I, I think we got some possible, I, I, I want to go into that PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. PTSD, trauma, anxiety. Yes. We are into that. You know, whenever bumps fall, uh, shooting this and that, it is just too much it for up the nervous our system. Yeah. nervous system. Yeah. So it gets deregulated. Right. And now we found ways to regulate the, uh, uh, to regulate again, uh, to re-regulate the nervous system in the autonomic level. Right. Yeah. So uh, the breathing and the cold, they are able to do that. Right. We've, uh, we've started an organization called the Courage Foundation, and right now we're working with uh, the, we're starting to work with the vet population. Accessing them is, is the challenge, you know, finding them, because a lot of times they're kind of hidden from view. But uh, maybe we could organize a seminar for, for vets, you know, where, where we go in and do some training for a day or two through the Courage Foundation. Would you be open to that sometime down the road? Yes, sir. Yeah, that would be exciting. I'd really love to do Directly. it. Directly. We'll follow up no, with that. And, and we... We we have them. We will have a great story with them. We love them. Yeah. So we bring back their sense, the brain body connection, the way nature meant it to be. We got we got the tools. Yeah. And we we gotta share it with the law. I agree. And the, and the determination. Right. And if we are able to bring them around, and that then we got proof for everybody else. Right. Uh, in the meanwhile, I do the neuroscientific research. Right. You keep doing that. Hey, so yes, uh, what is your uh, – do you have any seminars in the uh, United States coming up in the next six to nine months? Yes. Uh, now I go to the L.A. L.A. And next week uh, I'll be in L.A. and then uh, San Francisco, then Canada, uh, Toronto, Vancouver, then in New York, uh, Dallas. And Hawaii with the seals. Okay. Yeah, uh, maybe some more. I don't know, but uh, you know the, the the most important of what we do is what we do right now. Yeah. Bring the information. Bring the belief. Bring data. You know, there is no speculation about it. We got it. Right. We only need to get the fuck out of this train of daily stress and disbelief. And bring back sense right here and right now, comradeship. Who ya? Very important. I agree. And, and that's not only because it's so nice or something. And you cover my ass, I cover your ass. No, it's a, it's chemistry. Right. It's chemistry and PTSD. I'm I'm your comrade, man. I I get my life anytime, no problem. Thing is. Uh, we got to help those who cannot help themselves anymore. Right. If we do that, and that, then you are my real friend. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll work. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm committed to that. So we'll be in touch. I want to figure that out. We'll figure out how to get a, uh, you know, some vets together and, and train them. And then as far as the, everyone listening on this website, if, if you got any ideas on how to help us with that or on this podcast, uh, please, you know, send it, send it to info at unbeatablemind.com. 
Uh, Wim Hof's website is Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F method.com. Wim Hof method.com. I'm sure you can also just Google it or, you know, find him on Facebook and all that. But I, I'm going to try to get to one of your seminars too. I'd love to see you in LA or San Francisco, or maybe I'll f- find out how to come out when you were, are you working with the seals on the East coast or West coast? You know, uh, Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. I fly out to Hawaii after New York. Uh, that is the 22, after the 22nd. Yeah. So you're working with the SDV guys. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very interesting what you do. Monday, I got the Skype with the officer. Oh, cool. Okay. And the SEAL team. Uh, yeah. I will talk about this, uh, about you, Mark. Yeah, I'd love to. The SEALs just came up from uh, BUDS, and there's there, there's some real interest in you know, kind of sharing ideas and how we do mental toughness training and, and, you know, integrated training and resiliency. And, uh, I, you know, uh, the breath is a big part of that. And I'd love to, you know, have you be part of that, that, that kind of discussion too. And I'd love to, I'd love to see you over in Hawaii if I can make that work. You know what I mean? That would be really cool. I used to be yeah. over there. That was my, I was at seal, the seal delivery vehicle team one and the submersible, you know, units are over in Hawaii and I lived there for uh, a couple of years and uh, it's a neat place, so you're going to enjoy that. Meeting those guys are pretty cool. Spot on. Awesome. Yes, well, sir. Thanks so much for making uh, making your time. It sounds like you're ready. Your your stomach's growling. You're ready to feed. <laughs> <laughs> I can eat anything now. <laughs> you can eat no, anything. I'm going to enjoy my meal. Go I had a great it. time with you, Mark. Yeah. And uh, this is just the beginning. I hear you. All right, sir. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the great work. I look right forward up. to seeing you and uh, everybody. Go check out WimHoffMethod.com. Look out for his new book coming out, The Way of the Iceman. When is that due out, uh, Wim? I don't know. I don't know. You got to finish uh, it first. Huh? I mean, Scott Carney said, I don't know nothing. <laughs> I, I just, we are just going to win the war. That's what I know. All right. Well, we're going to win the war with you. All right, buddy. Thanks very much. And hoo Keep up the great right work. Right All right. So, man. Yeah, we'll see you around. Take care. Yep. Well, there you heard it from Wim Hof himself. That was awesome. What, a, what an interesting cat, man. He's so passionate about what he does. I've been trying to get that going for, you know, like three months. Every time uh, we tried to hook it up, then he was, you know, under the water or on top of some mountaintop. Finally pinned him down and uh, hope to see him at a seminar. Maybe I'll see you there as well. Uh, go check out his work at WimHoffMethod.com. And uh, I've got some friends who are doing it. And, you know, we do a lot of that same stuff, but I'm going to check into it and and see um, maybe if I miss something. But I think just the fact that you can, or just the point of practicing breath for 20 minutes every morning, part of your morning routine is is huge, right? It's super important for that alkaline balance, uh, CO2 balance, you know, mental focus and clarity and preparing to win in the day. You know, it's awesome stuff. All right, that's it for now. Stay focused. Do your work every day, take control, and win the war. All right, now for the warning. Now, I fully support the cold therapy and the nutrition recommendations of that podcast, but I'd like to warn you about the intense breathing exercises. There's two types of breathing exercises. One are slow and controlled to be done as a practice, such as our box breathing. The other are intense and uh, energetic, like moving a ton of energy, uh, such as what we just discussed with Wim Hof's breathing practices. The first in the um, ancient uh, tradition, the warrior traditions, is called a pranayama, or breath control. The second is called a kriya, which is more of an energy activation. 
the pranayamas are meant to be done on a daily basis. And even then, the type, you know, the method and the duration of the holds, those types of things are, are usually offered up under guidance or taught under, you know, guidance of someone who has a lot of experience um, with them. And uh, the reason being is that you're moving a lot of energy, including mental energy, psychological energy. And uh, if you have an imbalance, then, you know, the, in, an improper breathing uh, practice or a practice done improperly, um, meaning <clears throat> the wrong practice for you or the right practice done the wrong way, can lead an imbalance to be even more imbalanced. Meaning uh, if you have a mental imbalance, which, you know, many people do in our modern society, then over time, it'll magnify that imbalance and uh, lead to you know some instability. And uh, the kriyas, uh, the, the 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 intense energy activation, were meant to be done once in a while, usually for a specific purpose. You know, like to clear some emotional energy, emotional blocking, to prepare for an intense event of some sort, for some uh, healing of some sort. But they weren't necessarily done daily as a practice. In fact. Rarely, unless it was like prescribed to you for a specific, you know, uh, duration. So that's my warning. If you're going to do the Wim Hof breathing exercises, try it out. I encourage you. There's benefit to it, but I wouldn't do it every day for months on end. I, I literally would maybe give it a week, see what happens, and then use it as necessary if you get into a situation where you need to warm yourself up or um, prepare for something that's going to be rigorous or cold. Okay, so that's my warning. And um, I think there's enough said on that. So you probably heard that here first. Hoo-yah. Coach Divine out. Lock and load, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back. The pride of the fleets. The bright swinging frogmen of the UDT. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.